How's that feel, Tyler? Is it cold enough? Woo! If it's too cold, I can heat you yeah, up a little heat me bit. Up a little bit dude. Oh, that's good. Oh, the fight is shoot. Oh. <laughs> oh man, I burnt Posey's shoes. Sorry, dude. Thanks, dude. Smoke machine is temperamental. I'll turn it off and it go. We still don't have a fan. I wait. Hold on. Hey. My fault. There we go. It's not it, working. It's a little bit. It's not. I mean, I can, I can see you better. Mm. Look at that. It's working. Hey, dude, that was sick. Yeah. Really good. That scream. At yeah. The end, yeah. Really solid note. I like you. I like you too. Oh, Thanks you for, having, you guys for having us here. You, cool. Is that the same words you sing every single time? Or? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was gonna say, if you're making Palisanto? that up. On... What? Palo Santo? No. See? <laughs> I turned it off. It doesn't stop. It's the only smoke machine that takes on course. I press off. <laughs> Squirting at you. In just a few moments, ladies and gentlemen, you'll see our guest. But right now, Tyler Posey through the mist. Welcome back, Brandon. Nice to meet you. Thank you so much Thank for having you. me. You will meet meet them, but right now you don't. Tolly's got it the worst. Yeah, does he? Yeah, I think so. On like screen over there. Oh uh, like, yeah, look yeah, at that. Yeah. It's like in a different people, world. People have seen my face enough. But did, have, have like they that's... seen the mustache? No, the mustache is a more recent. Image. I love it. Thank you. Really? Yeah, I'm still finding the uh huh the overall groove, but I've got the raw stuff of a look here. It's you distinguished. Do. I'm yeah. pretty sure about that. It's a you could be a cop. It, that's what it is. It's a very cop mustache. Yeah. No, Clean, no, tight. No. You could be, uh, frankly, frankly, madame, I don't give a damn. Okay, getting warmer. Because yeah. I heard the cops. Because what I keep Clark getting... Clark Gable, yeah, it's right. a bit of a Clark Gable. Yeah. You love Clark Gable, don't you, Michael? Uh, Sure, why not? Okay. Because I, I love old movies. Okay, that's what I mean. Yeah, but I feel like it's... Um, the, the 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 cop thing is like when somebody goes, "Hey man, your your band's really really good, sound just like Corn." Yeah, it's not cool. I'm well, getting. Hey, I've you... gotten so many. I love your mustache. You look like a cop, and I'm like, would just you? So thank you, know, you for totally ruining. I was you saying you look like a cop to be a dick. Oh, I appreciate that. Because when I had a handlebar, I think people were. It was closer to the truth. Right. Do you prefer? I mean, is, is, less... it, is it the same kind of thing where people are like, "Oh, nice porn stash." Which one do you hate? You don't more? look like you're in porn. No, you know what I find is any time that I do anything more than have a five o'clock shadow, a side part, and a plain black t-shirt, people will accuse me of being a total dad and a hipster. It's Mm. not real, is it? No matter what I... Is it real? What? Is it real? The mustache? It's a real mustache. 
What do you mean is it real? Are you, the question is, are you? Yeah, that's I'm a fair real. question now after that comment. Yeah. Are you really here? Hold on. I'm here. Let I me, think we could convince you you're not. Let, let me, me. I want to show. Did you, did you see my mustache that I had recently? Yeah. Yeah. You did? I didn't like it. Why? It's dirty. It was dirty. That's why, what, you, that's why I like it. I feel it. like you were zooming in on pieces of food in it on purpose. Was I doing that? Yeah. Oh, that's, I you had even... something in it, and you were like, look at that. Oh, yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, I did. why you did that? Because it was there, and I, and I didn't. But you could I have was taken embarrassed. it out. I, I could have taken it out, but I was filming, and I didn't know that it was there until I started filming, and I didn't want to start the film over. Why not? Have you, I, ever, taken more than, have you ever done more than one take for Teen Wolf? No, I'm one take every <laughs> single time. You're that good? I'm that fucking good. <laughs> Look at that! Did you, Are see you that talking tone? about when you had the the, the lip curtains? Oh, yeah. So hey. no, no. But this one, this one's the more oh, recent one. Okay. See, that's more copy. That's yeah. see. There's uh, the lip curtain right oh, that's there. That's more cowboy. Tombstone. Uh, Tombstone. Thank you. Yes. That yeah. looks like if Pedro Pascal shrunk, but his mustache didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. Yeah. That's what I am. But so whenever I don't know people who don't have facial hair out there, facial hair is the funnest thing. Like women. Women. Or, yeah. or, or, women. You true. don't know Some, what you're missing out on. Some women it's can super have facial cool. hair. Yeah, one time I met a. Sorry, a. Yeah, one time I met a guy <laughs> who was because he got to do it right. Sure. I met a guy at the T Awards. What's that? Trans Awards. Gotcha. And they were born a lady, mm -hmm. and they were a guy now, mm -hmm. and they had uh, <clears throat> they had a a a, 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 a like a, a dress jacket on. And a wife beater, real low-cut wife beater. And I'm trying to think. I think they had top surgery, so they had no more. Did you know you're not, not allowed to say that anymore? What? The a wife beater. It's called an A-tank. <laughs> really? Found that out on a film set. Man, usually I'm pretty flexible with everybody. Well, I don't know if I'm going to do that. See, that ruins a lot of fun because my daughter has a, a similar kind of vibe. She's five, and I refer to her shirt as a husband beater. <laughs> right. That's probably more See, accepted that's now. You gotta, the scales have to tip. That's Husbands super rat. It deserve only, a beating. It only makes most, sense if mostly, we still have mostly. wife beaters. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. I used to have a wife that used to beat me. But for fun. Nah, nah, I wasn't having oh. a good time at all. Yeah, oh, it was Jesus. pretty serious, actually. Yeah. That's Nobody believed me because she was so cute and hot. Uh -huh. And then one time she beat me up. One time she beat me up in front of my roommate, and he was like, "Wow, that that's not cool." And then another time in the snow, I went to uh, in front of your roommate. Yeah, it's balls. Dude. Like I wasn't allowed to smoke pop marijuana back then. She was trying to help me. She had a trigger because her parents used to do it too, so she really didn't like it. But beat when her I met her, I was smoke. high. But anyway. Um, I wasn't allowed to, and I agreed that I wasn't allowed to, and I came back to the house high with sunglasses on, which was not a good move. But I'm no, I'm a very bad liar, mm -hmm. so I had sunglasses on. I was playing video games, and I got on the. I was lying on my stomach. My friend was playing video games. And I was like, "Cool, man, can I play?" He's like, "Yeah." So I sat down, and started playing video games, and she comes in the room, and she's like, "Hey," and I'm like, "Hey," and she goes, "Why you got sunglasses on?" I was like, "I don't know, I'm just playing video games." Mm -hmm. She goes, "Take your sunglasses off." And I know, because I, you know, I, I, I attract mummies, or I don't even attract. I make people my mummy, okay. something like that. So, For our American listeners, you mean mothers, not, mama. The, not the undead wrapped in gauze. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank oh. you, Michael. Yeah, mother, <laughs> mothers. So, I, 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 I took my sunglasses off for my mother, and uh, <laughs> and, and she goes, look at me, and I looked at her, and she knew what high Jason looks like yeah. immediately. And then she got up and started foot stomping me on the head into Damn. the 
And then I remember as my foot was bonking off the carpet. Your I head. S- yeah, sorry. What did I say? Foot. Yeah, my head was bonking off the carpet. I saw my friend running up the staircase, and I was like, cool, man. Thanks for having my back. But I get it. He can't do anything. But then another time in the snow, I went to a party where I was paid to go, and sh- my mother said, be back by midnight, and I got I, I drank too much, and I didn't come back until 2. And when I came back into the hotel room, it was DC shoes. So there, what I didn't realize is all the other rooms around me had other athletes in it and photographers and stuff. And that was the biggest beatdown I ever got from a lady ever. I walked in and she started screaming at me for being late. And because uh, I was drunk, I just didn't even, you know, Australian. I was just like, ah, because I don't want to cuss because of YouTube. But I was like, ah, F you. We can't cuss? Nah. Got you. Uh-oh. And uh, it's okay. And then uh, she kicked me in the balls and it dropped me to my knees. And then she started punching me in the head. No, she kicked me in the face. Wow, dude. Yeah, but I got beat up a lot. And then I went to sit this on is the, the same one. The same. Yeah, same. Only one person I ever went out with that did that stuff. But it flinched me. My next wife, when I did something bad to her, that mother, um, I flinched her. Oh. And she was like, she felt sorry for me. It's heartbreaking. She, she was like, I'm, I'm just so you know, I wasn't going to hit you. Oh my and God. I think it's really sad that you thought that I would do that. And I was like, yeah, well, you don't know where I've been. Do you still have those sort of reflexes? Nah, Nothing nah, right? it's been a long time That's since good. somebody hit me. Now I, I train, so. So you can. Well, no, I don't. Oh, you're just used to it's it. It's not now. that I would fight back. It's that, I, it's that I've been hit by way bigger people and I don't really care about getting hit anymore. I kind of like it. So anyway, oh, yeah. I remember being on the couch and she goes, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm sitting on the couch. I figured I'm on the couch for the night. She's like, get in the bedroom. So I went to sleep in the bedroom. When I woke up in the morning, my pillow was covered in blood. So I was mm. pretty beat up. Wow. And then the next day I get in the car to go to the snow and the photographer guy that I didn't really like because he wasn't a skater and I was still pretty hardcore back then. You didn't uh, like anybody who wasn't a skater? N- yeah. That's and cool. I didn't like most skaters because they had bad styles. So I didn't so really hate like everybody. Pretty much, yeah. Oh. <clears throat> I prided myself on that, actually. So I've come a long way. But he goes, <laughs> hey, man, can I talk to you for a second? I was like, yeah, okay, dude, what do you want? And he's like, hey, man, I'm in the room next to you. And I heard what happened last night. And I know you're a big guy and she's little, but that is unacceptable, man. Wow, like, good. And I remember his face and him being a what I would consider a normal person. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, yeah. Like, really? And then I asked her to go to anger management. I think she went one time and then she punched me again for some other reason. But I always thought it was because I was so annoying. And I really am. Ask anybody that's dated me. I'm really annoying. So I always... But now I know that even if I'm really annoying, you're not allowed to beat me up. But that was a a life lesson. I would never go... I would never date another person that, that would beat me. Good. Yeah. Damn, it's really sad too that you you blamed yourself for the beating. I'm annoying, so I deserve it. Real look, not lightly annoying. That doesn't, really that doesn't matter. Yeah, no, you're right, but still, you know, still, I, I grew up in a <clears throat> getting hit was not that crazy, that foreign. Yeah, right. Not right. real bad, but definitely if you made a big mistake, getting cracked was was coming. Wow. So I think maybe that had something to do with it and her being Australian. Australians hitting me when I did something wrong was not... Man, this sounds so sad. It really wasn't I got bad. hit. I got hit once, right, right in the When face. you were a kid. I was 12 years old. I never got beat. My parents didn't do that, but my mom and I were... 
I was filming a movie in Mexico. I was 12 years old when we were walking down in Monterey, Mexico, which I think now is not the safest place, but back then it was fine. How many movies had you been in since you, when you were 12? When I was 12, I had done one, two, three, it's maybe my fourth or fifth. Oh, movie. wow. When was the, what, how old were you, your first movie? Seven. With wow. Robert, with Robert De Niro. I was cut out of it though. Shut but I'm in, I'm in the up. DVD. You're in the deleted scenes? scenes? In the DVD. Uh, my biggest speaking role in a movie is in the deleted scenes. And Which one? Which movie? Paul Blart Morcock. Oh! Yeah. Love that movie. I just couldn't... I didn't get it. Like, I was there to... I thought I was there to... Were you skating? Well, that was the thing. Right. I, I think I, I remember that. I was, I was training at Team Quest, and my friend was friends with Kevin James. And Kevin James, Paul Blart Morcock, was like, Hey, man, do you know any skaters that look tough? And he goes, I got a pro skateboarder that trains with the pro team. And he's covered in tattooed. He's like, oh, done. So I got picked for this movie mm -hmm. without auditioning for a movie. And the other guys that were in the movie were my friends because they're professional skateboarders and professional BMX riders. And they had auditioned. They were well up to speed with what was happening. I, I really didn't know that I was going to be speaking or anything. I thought maybe I was just going to be a tough guy. Mm -hmm. And they go, to, did you, you got your skateboard with you? And I was like, yeah, it just so happened. Why? And they're like, because you're skating. And I was like, oh. And then it was like, uh, it was a real movie. I was doing real stuff. I did stunt work and all kinds of things. It was really fun. It was fun. I did a radio show the whole time in the mall in a uh, abandoned shoe store. <laughs> and all I had was a desk and a chair. And I was talking to Michael in LA every day while I was in this abandoned. You didn't, you didn't, every night. We, every we, night. We did sorry. some of those shows at like two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, so we filmed. Wow. I'd film all day, and then everybody else would go socialize and go to all these movie parties, and then I'd go to the uh, the shoe store and do a show by myself in this little. And then were you in on Wilshire? He was in LA. Yeah. No, this is before Wilshire. We were before. in Swing House. Sorry, Swing House. Oh our, wow, our, our old original <clears throat> studio. Wow. I remember one night we stayed all night taping, taping, and I got a, a parking ticket. Oh wow. Because we were there like through the night until <laughs> when the morning started. Because we had to like bank one or something. Yeah, something. You just. I think we did three shows. I I remember it was not the greatest. Three shows back did. then. It was four hour shows. Yeah. Wow. I think we did two back to back or something crazy. I know I got there and it was like one a.m. I left a party to come tape with you, yeah. and by the time I left, I'd gotten a parking ticket because the part that started at ten. It was the next day. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah they we well we paid we paid rent. Oh, for sure to make that show work. Yeah. yeah. So okay. I got hit in the face. So, so where did J Lo hit you? <sighs> <sighs> where didn't she, where did she not hit me? <laughs> uh, my real mother. Uh, I was filming a movie in Mexico. We're Mexican. I don't know if this had anything to do with it, but we were just walking down the street, and I was with my my homie, um, and out of nowhere, I just like pff, I spit. I don't know if I was like spitting a lot when I was a kid. Yeah, a little punk skater. But still, you know? I like I spit, and it like landed right on this wall, and she saw it and went <gasps> and turned around and smacked me in the face, and I was like stunned because it's never happened before. Yeah, and I just stared at her, and I was like. Whoa. And I just like bit my tongue and just like, walked back to the hotel room. And I was like, what the f just, sorry. sorry, damn it. <laughs> what just happened? Yeah. It was wild. Cause I had never, but she never hit you again. She never hit me again or before. Were you a bad kid? No. Cause that doesn't seem like that bad of a thing to do. It was not even on purpose. You know? I mean, I spit, but I didn't think mean she, for it to hit the it wall. It was a weird reaction. She regretted. I don't know. We never talked about it. You never brought it up again. I never brought it up. And now she's not here anymore. Oh, sorry, dude. It's okay. Well, you. 
Have you tried to figure it out? Why she hit me? Because I have a weird theory. Indulge me. So she knows her roots, and now you're growing up, and you're not just in Hollywood like as a right. physical space. You're like in Hollywood, mm -hmm. and she's like excited about the opportunities. Who wouldn't be? But at the same time, it's like, am I fundamentally losing the values of the old country? And now you're actually in the old country, and you mm -hmm. do this like entitled, spoiled Hollywood kid thing in the exact place at the exact moment where she's like, not should I have raised my kid in Mexico, but like, what have I lost by not doing that and seeing the juxtaposition of how you're this Hollywood kid. Kid. Maybe she's fearing you're even worse than you are. You're on a bad path. And the old country, that was the exact moment in time that she couldn't see that happen. Yeah, I think, I think that's why I mentioned like this was in Mexico and yeah. we're Mexican. Right. So I think yeah. there was probably like. And I think the Hollywood thing. Being in a movie that young and then seeing you do that, maybe she could have jumped. Know, but to, she, but oh, she... no, he's turning into a monster. I better react heavy. Maybe. We never had that talk we never that, maybe that was, that was the talk <laughs> 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 it, could have been. it totally could have been yeah. yeah like instead of having a big talk about it maybe just a quick crack in the face and be like hey that's it don't think you're special and i don't and i never have ever do you think that that crack did it i don't know if that did it right. but everything everything did it hey everybody do you have eyes have you seen the sun? <laughs> I'm starting to notice a pattern with your ass. <laughs> but listen, you guys, if you have eyes, even if you have one, you need to protect that from the sun. And if you have expensive sunglasses, like a show pony like me has bought several times, and you lose them or you sit on them or somebody steals them because they look so good, you're like, man, I can't afford to get another one. Check out Gooder. Yeah. Because they're like 25 bucks. They're 25 bucks. They're 100% polarized. They're just as good as the super expensive ones that you've had. Have you the, heard the names of them? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're talking about a ginger's soul? I'm more of a donkey... Donkey goggles? Yeah, donkey goggles guy. Yeah, rumor has it gingers do have souls. Gooder. Thanks. 25 bucks. <laughs> I have half a soul. Super lightweight. I believe in you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, it's everywhere you want. I got so tired of buying fancy sunglasses. And you know what? It wasn't so much losing them. It was the fear. It was that I knew yeah. the day was going to come that I was going to lose and or sit on I've them. I've lost them on the table and be like, man, somebody took them. And then I found them two days later. But I was in two days of like, you idiot. Why'd nobody you buy those? They weren't that great anyway. Nobody wants to live that way. Plus, they're really good at not slipping. I have a very funny shaped nose for reasons that aren't entirely clear. It's hard for me to keep sunglasses on my nose no longer an issue thanks to our friends at gooder if you want to support the show and pick up a pair gooder is giving the jason ellis show listeners free shipping on your first order you can go to gooder.com slash ellis use promo code ellis to get uh free shipping free shipping yes sorry gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100 satisfaction 100 that's complete satisfaction that's one more than 99. Find your pair at gooder.com slash Ellis and use code Ellis to get free shipping. Yep. You never were, though. I've known you for a long time now. Mm -hmm. You've never been, uh, you know, I'm so-and-so kind of guy. You know what? Honestly, the only time I've ever used that was when I... So, I don't know if you remember, but the first time we Probably met, not. I was, uh, was... This was well over 10 years ago. Yeah. I was a huge fan of the show yeah. for years. And then finally I started making a name for myself and I called in and somebody picked up. I don't know if it was Kevin or what. Yeah. Somebody picked up and and I was like, uh, hey, I felt so stupid. I was like, my name's Tyler Posey. I'm on this TV show. I just would love to talk to Jason. And I'm listening to the radio as it's happening and I hear you go, who the is Tyler Posey? And I was like, oh, shit. 
<laughs> no way. And then we, we got on the phone and talked. But that's the only time, really, I've ever been like, hey, I'm so-and-so. If I, I could be mistaken big time, but I think that you were uh, brought up to me as, hey, Teen Wolf is on the Probably, line. yeah. And I was like, Teen Wolf? Because I had not you, watched your show. I had only watched Michael, Michael J. Fox because right? it was a long time ago. And I was definitely in a in a in a headspace where I was not going to watch a TV show called Team Wolf. Yeah, I already thought I was probably too old. Uh -huh. <clears throat> but in your defense, you were. Thank you, Michael. Not true. But I think I probably called bull on but, you, Bink. Right. I always never expected anybody famous to call the show. Oh, uh, so when fan. anyone ever said that they were so and so from something, I'd be like, "No, you're not." Mm -hmm. You know, right? Like, yeah, yeah. That why would you call this show? Nobody's listening. That mm -hmm. was always under that. But that was like really the one of the only. I mean. Every now and then I'll be like, oh, that looks cool. I want that. And I'll be like, hey, would you guys want to collaborate on something? Yeah, yeah. If, like I want a, a cold plunge or a sauna or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But I don't really do. I don't I don't like to use that. And I think it's because, and I think this is where your question was leading to. Yeah, it is. Was uh, I, growing up as in a, in a, on, on, on a set, I was kind of, I was around a lot of ugh, divas or whatever, yeah. however you want to call it. You yeah. Know? But... I saw this hierarchy and this tier system at a really young age and hated it. It stuck with you. It stuck with me, yeah. But so here here's here's the moment that it happened. I was on set Robert De Niro. Robert I was Robert De Niro. <laughs> that's, a, that's a different one. Bob yeah, sorry. Who the I, hell I, call, are you? I call him Bob. Bob Bo Bobby. Yeah, Bobby. Yeah, Bobby. Bob. Bob. yeah sorry. Um I was on set and there's a craft service table for all the free food. Yeah, that, that actors can get, and apparently there's one. So background actors, you familiar with yep. background? Yeah, I've been that a couple of times. Yeah, the people in the background, and they get treated poorly on set, and it's yeah. it's horrendous, and I hate it so much. And this was my first introduction to how badly they get treated. This kid, they put out empanadas on. Uh, I love those on on the craft service table. Yeah. Warm, beefy. It's so convenient too. You can just grab them. You well, don't have to use a fork or anything. Not at all. It's like a hot pocket, right? It's really nice, but not that unhealthy. Probably better for you. For sure. Yeah. And this kid, this background kid, probably 20-something, 20, 20 I was eight, he came up and grabbed an empanada, and this person literally, like, smacked it out of his hand. And I was watching this whole thing happen, she's like, this is for the actors. Your table is over there. And there was, like, maybe saltine crackers. Like, there was nothing there for yeah. me. And I was like, <gasps> and I, I, like, I was like, it, it affected me. Yeah. I didn't, couldn't articulate how at that point, but I grabbed one, I put it in my pocket, and I walked over to the kid, and I was like, yo, do you want this? And the look he gave me oh. is something I've been chasing yeah. my entire life. You yeah. know? And that's when I was like, all right, I'm going to be different. Yeah. I don't, don't want to be these, this, I don't, I don't want to live by this hierarchy, this weird like tier system that's, that is here. And so I've just done my best to be normal. And I didn't want to be associated with actors. I was embarrassed to be an actor when I was a kid. So I did my best to be like, okay, I want to be normal. I want to stay normal. I want to go to school. I want to get in trouble. I want to become a pothead. I want to drink young. I wanted to do everything. You did all that. Well, I wanted to well cover done. myself in tattoos. <laughs> I wanted to not be seen as an actor because I was so embarrassed by it. I think that's why I liked you. When you came on the show, I could tell that you were you were small time in yourself and you just wanted to be one of the boys with us. And I was like, but you're a teen wolf. And you were like, yeah, but I don't really see myself as that and i was like man i really like that and then working on bikes and mm -hmm. just wanting to live a normal life it seemed of sorts absolutely yeah and now you know i'm older i really appreciate what i do i love i love the business i love acting i love uh i love it I, you know i'm but not that's what you wanted from it to be a good actor not to be 
uh, everybody move out of my way. I'm no. getting, I'm getting, uh, hate that bottle service or whatever. Yeah. Did you think, I don't want to ask you to name names, but did you not from the people who worked on the set, but from actual performers, actors, can you think of any particular instances of diva behavior that yeah. really blew your mind? Yeah, definitely. What's there the was, most mind blowing thing you can I'll do? tell you after the show. Yeah, who, who, well, who, I'm not, who yeah. Was. But, um, I mean, just like, no, like, like, like tantrum, throwing tantrums on set. Um, calling people out for no no reason, and then also making an entire crew wait on set while they're in their trailer for mm. hours. Yeah, it was like Axel Rose kind of stuff. I don't know. Well, Axel Rose used to make not the staff, the crowd mm -hmm. wait hours what? and hours. Oh yeah. Oh god. Like I never went to an, a Guns N' Roses concert not for, for more than before I knew he was a douche. I was just I was more of a metal. Once again, going back to skateboarding, like Metallica, ACDC, everybody else sucks kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And Guns N' Roses were good. Appetite for Destruction was awesome, but they tried too hard to look away. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you, you're poses, you know, like that's usually they're overcompensating. Yeah, that's why. I, that's usually that's where why that I comes didn't like from. them. But they were known for because that's the other thing, Metallica cared about their fans right like they 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 did four hour shows because they'd say do you want to keep going mm -hmm. and if the crowd was like yes we do they'd keep going and 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 guns and roses were the complete opposite and then i guess at one point they were on uh, the road together and uh axel couldn't sing or something and then james hetfield saw him smoking cigarettes backstage and was like wait your voice is not doing well and you're smoking cigarettes and drinking as a singer you know you don't care about your fans and he was well known for showing up very late to concerts where you know if you're in the pit and it, like i've been to metallica concerts where it's hard to stay uh, to breathe mm -hmm. and if the if james doesn't come out for two hours and then plays for four hours he's killing people well maybe not killing but maybe but definitely uh, putting kids in hospital, like dehydrated and passing out and all that stuff. Pissing on themselves. They're all, <laughs> yes. Is that what you're going to say? P precisely. <laughs> Everybody's peeing their pants. Bare, oh, yeah. Yeah. Bare yeah, you can't, yeah, you can't. You definitely can't leave. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, and he, I don't think he cares. If, if anything, I think he got off on it. Yeah. I wish I could say the same, but I fell victim to that more than once. What? Peeing yourself? No, being an egotistical <laughs> douche and having tantrums. and I never made everybody wait because I always cared about the fans. Right. But I definitely thought I was. Um, Why do you think you were doing that? I think because you had the reaction of um, I never want to be like that, and I remember thinking when somebody did that that I wanted to not be the one. I didn't want to be the bitch. One day I'm gonna be that, and I'm gonna bitch you out for being the bitch. Not seeing where does that come from? You think? I think from <clears throat> maybe not thinking that I'm special, right? And. One day I'm going to show you. Right, totally, yeah. I think I was trying to impress somebody right, that right. I don't care to impress anymore. Mm -hmm. Totally. But it took me a long time, more than, and, and I fell victim to it more than once because in skateboarding when I was really good, I think I had that attitude. Mm -hmm. Definitely not as over the top like that, but I definitely had that attitude where I thought that I was cooler than you and if you had the wrong shoes on, I probably couldn't take you serious. And I didn't see the kindness in your heart. I just saw, like, why would you wear those? Like, mm -hmm. do you not understand what's going on in this world? Mm -hmm. You know, like Skechers, the, the shoe company. I, I hate that shoe company still. And, and just because I, of their dorky look? Yeah, or? no, because I remember when it first came out, I was like, that's the worst shoe company ever. And then I remember walking down the street once and seeing a store, which was a Skechers store. And I was like, whoa, 
they made it and it made me hate the world right because i was like you all bought it enough to make them money Mm -hmm. how dumb are you like nickelback selling 40 million albums i was like i hate the world for that you know like (laughs) you're telling me 40 million people are that stupid like don't talk to me 40 million people and if you add it you know i'm not very good at math but i would just assume i shouldn't talk to anybody anymore because that's that's a lot of people and it yeah. bummed me out. It's pretty disheartening sometimes, right? That's what it was. It was disheartening. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, we're better than this, people. Yeah, the world We're can better break than sketches. But we're not. <laughs> I own a pair of sketches. I bought them recently for my first pair ever. Recently. Recently. Uh-oh. I take a go home. I actually Man, do need yeah. to take a I'm really I wish you had brought them here today. I wouldn't have You've uh, caught them on fire and I wouldn't put them have, out. Yeah, I I accidentally set fire to Tyler's shoes today when I he got in my cold plunge mm-hmm. and I shot uh, my flamethrower over him while he was in the sure in the cold plunge as you do, but I I just want to you point it down to get the gas into the nozzle to get extra fire, and I when I pointed it down I wasn't looking and I accidentally set fire to your shoes. But if they had been sketches, I would have stayed on it. I'd still be out there <laughs> melting them into the concrete. You know you what? Know. They're pretty damn comfy. Yeah, they're pretty comfy. So are Crocs, but I ain't wearing them. I don't wearing Crocs either. I realized I figured out the Crocs thing over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Because Crocs are like super hot, have been mm-hmm. for a minute. Yeah. They're uh they're this generation's Doc Martens. Cause Doc Martens were orthopedic shoes. People like They were? People like got yeah. made fun of for when they first came out. What are those they, other sandal ones that everybody Birkenstocks? Birkenstocks. Yeah. Aren't, they, aren't they more this generation's Birkenstocks? But just hear me I, out I wear Birkenstocks. I do own Birkenstocks. Is that okay? I mean I, you don't care. So I get your angle. I don't care about what? fashion i care about i mean looking I like, good I, I like to look Dude, you had a video the other day on your instagram of the uh, look at my mustache with like bread in it you don't care <laughs> i'm just i'm one of the people yeah yeah that's what you're trying to do i i, I think i'm i think i'm special this show is sponsored by better help better help is an online service that gives you therapy without going to the therapist i have a lot of issues i am what you called a mentally challenged, frustrated, freaking maniac. I need help. I need a lot of help. Uh, and I've, I've, I've talked to some therapists before that weren't very good. The one time I talked to this weird, like, Russian lady, and she was, like, not smart. And I didn't go to school. And she said some stuff where I was like, oh, you're dumber than me. And I got rid of her. But I had to go there, and then I had to leave, and then I had to go somewhere else and find a person that was smarter than me. It wasn't very, I didn't have to drive very far. But with better help, you can do it on the intranets. And you can go and you can find a person and they can help you. And if you don't like them because they're a weird Russian lady, you can just click off and then find somebody else. So better help's very convenient. Go to betterhelp.com slash Alice and get 10% off your first month. That's H-E-L-P, betterhelp.com slash Alice. Maybe less now, but I find if I think I look good, it makes me happy. Sure. So I don't really care. Well, I, well, I, 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 have, of... I have the same thing, but my, my version of looking good is looking like... Food not, in your mustache. Not good. You well, you're, compensa- I mean? yeah. you're compensating the other way. Exactly. You're so cool that you need to compensate. And oh, not, no, yeah. I don't know if you that's know it. I mean? Oh, you didn't like that? Yeah, just no. say yes. Yeah, yeah sure, why not? Yeah. We're both compensating, but in the complete... That's opposite. Brandon. You're already so cool. This is Brandon Parkhurst. Hi. Yeah. We're going to get into that My in guru. He's your guru. Nah, I mean, we call each other guru. Yeah, yeah, call him guru. Yeah, he's here because I saw Tyler Posey talk about a clothing company that is for mental health. And I was like, wait, 
because you know, he's like part owner and I'm like, oh, I, I like Tyler Posey and I like the logo and and I would like to wear it just because it's Tyler Posey. That's what, that's all I was thinking. But when you said that it was, for, you mean, not just a clothing line, it was more about mental health and stuff. And as a person that has, has gone, gone through a lot when it comes to that, and I and and I'm on the other side, and I'm doing really well. I I would you know helping people is hel- helps me, and I wanted to be a part of that. Oh yeah, lickety split. As soon as I saw that, it's so cool. It's nobody's doing that, and I love clothing. I love you know wearing stuff. And, and this is like stuff, skate but... surf clothing. Like the yeah. dude, one of the dudes who start started this company also started Audio. Remember Audio? Yeah, we well, yeah. That's that's one of the dudes who started this company. So it's very much a skate surf. You know, I foundation. met him when I was a little kid, well, seventeen. John? Yeah. No shit. Sorry. It's all right. Um, yeah, I was at Chris Miller's house, and wow. he was Chris Miller's agent. Right. Yeah. And this was back when I didn't know that people had agents, mm-hmm. and Chris was, to me, the greatest skateboarder that ever lived. Still, arguably, to me, he is just the selection of tricks and how he did them. I still say nobody can beat that. And he was his manager and Gator's manager. And I just remember thinking, whoa, you got a manager? Like, what the hell? And they were talking about money. And I remember, you know, like I was living at his house and I had zero money to my name and and was like, wait, you pay him on top of what you get? And and, and he he does what for you? Like, I, I could barely grasp what it was. It's still confusing, dude. Yeah, because a lot of it is not real. But uh-huh. it was very impressive to me. And I remember yeah. he was... I didn't even talk to him because I was just like, wow, that is so big time. You know, oh, like, yeah, yeah. He doesn't even want to know me. I just sat there, like, fly on the wall style. But I never forgot it because I think that's the first person I ever met that was a manager. Cool. Of, and it was of athletes. And I didn't, you know, I didn't know that skateboarders had that. Right. And I think... I could be wrong, but I think that was the first skateboarder that had one. Really? Like I think mm. I think that Chris and and Gator and and Tony were probably the first of its of its of its kind where there was enough money in skateboarding that you could have one and it wouldn't be just for show. Right. They needed somebody to look out for them. Yeah, because he had so many things happening. Exactly. He could have there were so many business opportunities. Yeah. Like, you know, before that there was like being my manager would be like, yeah, man, you can have half my sandwich, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good sandwich though, right? <laughs> no. 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 So, so Tyler, Brandon, like what is the 22nd pitch? What is what is Portal? It's clothing. It's a lifestyle brand. It's obviously about mental health and wellness. Break it down. Um, like we, we like to say we are the, what Patagonia is to the environment, Portal is to mental health. Okay. That's like the 22nd and we're multifaceted. So we have the apparel. That's like, that's the talking point. So uh, through my years of playing music and skating and surfing, I've met a lot of people and Tyler's one of them. And the, the apparel is like, what is, exactly, what, what is that? I know Tyler, that looks cool. And then you hear about mental health. So then, and then what that does is starts a conversation essentially. And then from there we have digital online. Yeah, it's more than just, cause there's a lot of advocates for mental health nowadays, you know, and it's all just talking about it. But we actually have like action that we're doing along with it. We have online courses that, so there's a lot of other people involved with the company. A lot of them are these like, we, we call them the misfits of consciousness. Like it's this, it's this dichotomy of somebody who's, 
A lot like you. Yep. Hardcore on the surface, looks badass. It has a kind of a badass lifestyle. Which also but- means if you're hardcore, not all the time, but you've been through some stuff. And if you're on the other side of it, you've you've done a lot of things to fix yourself. Because to <clears> me, a frustrated youth, sure, that's that's me. Been there, and I lived many years being that, and it got me to, uh, you know, being that tough and resilient. Got me through a lot of things. But then when I started to look back, like look over the top of what I'm doing and what's really going on, I got a lot of issues, and I want to fix them. Mm-hmm. I'm fortunate enough to stay alive long enough to go. You know, I, I got this far with with being that tough from from my childhood and being resilient because of it. But then at the end, being successful and not being happy, you start to you start to ask questions like why why am I you know like pro surfers and you know successful musicians that aren't that happy and 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 are addicted to a lot of things, drugs and alcohol and all that stuff. And then you start to try and if you're lucky, you start to try to clean your game up. And you realize that, you know, it's not so much the drug, it's the, it's the mental health. You're self-medicating. You always have been to try and survive. Right. And yeah. I think the difference is here is, you know, you go to their website and there's places to go. There's uh, like you're doing a, um, what is it called? Where you can actually. A, a course. And, so, and a retreat. Yeah, retreat. So, yeah, like, so, the, like the pyramids, like, so you start the conversation, then we have these online offerings where here, the whole thing that's cool about what we're doing is we're not here to tell anybody what to do. We're here to share our experience, and that's a powerful thing. Because whenever someone tells me what to do, I tell them to f off. F off. You know yeah. I mean? So our whole vibe, our whole vibe is kick like, rocks. Go we don't know what you should do. This is what we're doing, mm-hmm. and check it out. And so we have these courses. Like Koa Smith's an owner. Um, yeah, we have Koa Smith is pro surfer. Yeah, pro surfer. super rad. Brandon pro Turner, surfer. skateboarder. Brandon Novak from Jackass. Skater. And we kind of launched with a lot, like a lot of masculinity. We're bringing in a bunch of feminine energy next. But essentially, yeah. So you come on. Like he has a course, you can tell about it. But mm-hmm. right now, uh, Koa Smith's course is up. It's a seven part. Every day you watch like a couple minutes of it, and it's just what this is what I do. For you, know, you I meditate, for a routine, for like a morning routine. I write on the mirror. I talk to myself. This, that, and then like everybody has their own expression of what they're doing. And then what will happen is you can go deeper if you like that. Then we have more online. We're we're, we're building. We've been working on it for four years. Me and Hump, John Humphrey. And then Tyler's been in for a few years now. And then, um, but then we have retreats. So like, then it's like, okay, come in person and spend three days with us. And we're going to call that like the deep dive. And um, we're going to, I'm a somatic psychotherapist. Like, and I was crazy. And um, I found passion in watching people heal themselves, you know? So we hold space for people to have experiences of themselves. It's like really key to not try and change anybody. Right. Not tell them what to do. Just be like, hey, like we just went to Mammoth and we we laughed, we farted, we ran around and we got some serious stuff. It was just like a perfect everything. And when we left, you we just us being together and being authentic with each other, it was like amazing. Yeah, it's really, really rad. I think it's to me, uh, you know, from mixed martial arts and learning all the little things that you can do to maintain your body so that you can keep training that hard help me because uh, at first I'm like, yeah, green drink, whatever. You know, I was so far out of it when I was a pro skateboarder. I didn't even stretch. And then mixed martial arts and watching these other guys and cold plunges and breath work and all these stuff. And I'm like, yeah, maybe. I don't feel that much different. But when you when you find what's right for you and you add these things to your life, that just 
it's just a fact that it helps and the brain is the same as your body it's a muscle if not and, more like it needs right. more tending to and then there's all these things that you do you know like when the meditation and all these things where I, yeah. I usually have been pretty negative towards that stuff because i've always had that hardcore it looks you know, i'm a tough guy i don't do stuff yeah you, you, think, it's, you think it's but if you maybe one time you meditate, I'm like, I don't feel that much different. Well, do it regularly yeah, and yeah. then do the cold punch and do the breath work and do all these things, you know, eat right. People ask me, how do I get off it? Or, man, you quit smoking weed. How'd you do that? Or, wait, you quit creating? Like, a lot of people ask me all these questions. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I go to meeting. I, do, I, do, I don't do one thing. I do all these things. Right. And I think that I've always done the thing that people ask me. I pick one. And it doesn't work. I'm like, I went to a meeting every Tuesday. and I, But I didn't read the book. I didn't do the steps. I didn't go through any of it. It's tedious. It's boring and it's lame. Discipline. You know, but, it, but if you want it, you know, and I think more than ever these days, people struggle with a lot because everybody's on social media and everybody's showing their, their best side, which is right. not completely fake, but sometimes a lot, you know, and then you think everybody else is doing so well and you're over here in your own head thinking that you're not and you know down the road you don't get money you're struggling you break up with your girlfriend or whatever and then the next thing you know you're on this slope to nowhere you're going down and and i think a lot of people don't push this kind of thing like tyler posey's a cool guy he's got a lot of influence and it's more about what's tyler posey doing that's cool you know but tyler you've been through a lot of stuff you know like right. you've faced addiction and all the kinds of stuff as well yeah and you've never been better because you've been putting in the work. And when you don't put in the work, dude, it's it's horrible. Like you said, yeah. you go down this horrible, horrible, horrible spiral. But now I'm at a point now where it's the first time I've actually had a routine in my life. Like I started acting at such a young age and never developed a routine. I didn't need to. I didn't, right. I, you know, work was so inconsistent. I would work for nine months out of the year and then nothing. And so right. I was like, I didn't know what to do. And then I started smoking weed and then harder stuff. And then I had no routine other than being unhealthy. Right. You know, and so and then when you're young and you do unhealthy things, you don't really feel it that quick, right? You know, it's like uh, I did tons of coke and I did heroin at one point, and I did all the ecstasy anybody would ever give me, and I can still skate. Mm -hmm. You know, I drank after every contest. I just went to Tampa, and people asked me like, "Have you ever been to Tampa?" And I was like, "I used to come here every year for the Tampa Pro Pro -Am. contest, mm -hmm. and it was the worst contest every year for me." Because there was this strip club called Mars Venus, and when Mike Frazier told me that if you if you wear like silk like slippery pants and <laughs> you you put your out and they grunt it and you can I'm, I'm going to get flagged, but you can you can do stuff. Then I was so I thought it was so cool. <laughs> so I just Sick. I just went to Mars Venus every night. <laughs> It got super wasted, and I never did well. I never did good at that contest, and I went. 10 years consecutively mm. and i never thought about it until i was telling these people that i was there every year and i was like mm. i don't think i ever made the finals uh -huh. in tampa and i don't think i cared because my sponsor didn't tell me not to right. you know they were like i think maybe in the end they just fired me but every year they flew me to tampa they got me a hotel room and i never made the final i never got a photo in the magazine mm -hmm. i never got a mention but man, people were talking about me at the strip club because I was yeah. the king. And it felt in there. good. Oh, felt yeah. good, right? See, that's the thing is like going down this dark, the dark path, whatever you want to call it. It's there's nothing funner like at at, yeah. at, at that point. Mm -hmm. And then you get to a point 
where you've just ruined your life and you kind of don't know how to climb back out, you know? So that's kind of where I was. I knew that there was this, I always had this sort of, um, I don't know what you want to call it, like spirituality that was calling me to something bigger. I felt a huge purpose inside of me. Yeah, me too. To the point where it got so annoying, I was tired of hearing that, that I just I just did a bunch of coke and I just numbed did it out. drugs, numbed it out. Right. Got so high on E, I just, I didn't want to feel that anymore, this calling. I was tired of it. I was like, it felt like a burden. And then, you know, I got sober two years later. I was like, oh, back. I really feel this, 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 this thing inside of me that's bubbling. And, and that's when we really started talking about him bringing me onto this this portal thing and um just sharing my experience because my experience is like like you said like when it when i wasn't sober if somebody told me like hey you need to get sober i never would have listened but if they they show me like here's how i had my journey here's what i did yeah. then it's a little bit more digestible i also so. think that you need to i hate to say it but like not rock bottom but you need to have yeah yeah, yeah. have hit some dead ends hard yeah for you to consider it because I think at one point someone was like, hey man, you realize you're doing a lot more coke than anybody else. Like that's a dangerous amount of coke you just did. And I'd be like, I- I'm still pro. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't see you beating me in a contest. You know, like that was my justification. Like if you couldn't skate as good as me, then don't tell me how much coke I can do. I had that same thing. I was like, I'm working. Right. I'm a working actor. I'm fine. I don't need to slow down. Yeah. You know, but then it does come to an end and, if you're lucky and you live long enough, because that's the other thing I think a lot of people in my past that never got to see rock bottom, they just died. Mm-hmm. You know, like they were doing great and they were partying with me and their buddy couldn't take it as good as I could, or depending on how well, not good is a good word for it. But, you know, I, I got friends, they died so young because now, you know, dying, you know, when you're 30, I was like, he did, he had a good run. Mm-hmm. And now being in my 50s, I'm like, he did not mm-hmm. have a good run. He didn't get to grow up. Because I feel like when you're in your 30s, you still, you might think you know what's going on, but you don't. Right. You know, there's going to be some, there's going to be another decade or two where you're really going to wake up and really see a bigger picture. And And if you're stuck in these things that I've been stuck in, Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, all you might not ever. You might not ever see it. You know, like to me, I feel like the first time I've ever been me is the last fifty or so days. Sure, yeah. And I got, and I know that I've got a long way to go, and there's more to come. And that's the kind of person that we really want to appeal to is the person, all of us who have been at a point in our lives where we're like, I don't want to take care of myself. That's lame. Yeah, you know, and that's it's a lot of work. It is, but that's like the rewarding. That's what we're trying to also show is like, yo, this is a lot of work, but what was the alternative? Yeah, sucking and like yeah, and the lot of work thing is to me if you work really hard on anything, it doesn't have to be to be sober or anything. Like if you work really hard on something, a craft, you know, your parenting skills, all these other things, helping other people. I never believed it, but even though I'd already lived it, like I put in so much work to be a pro skateboarder, and the fruits of that will I will never forget, and I'm so grateful for it. And when I see other people, what you know I mean, just living their lives, and you know, it got, it, I mean, I was almost there, but it got kind of tough, and there really wasn't any money in it, and I just bowed out. It's like I was talking about on my solo show about it last night. To me, being good at something, and and I'm not talking about just sports and all that stuff, being a singer, but it's a godlike thing. It's like we're all very special, and if you don't put in this work. Because nobody can be the greatest singer in the world. 
But I, I put it. I saw a video recently of a young girl uh, t singing again with a guy on a piano, and when she started singing, everybody started crowding around because she was really good at singing and she was a young girl. But there's no doubt in my mind that this young girl has been singing since she was a baby, mm -hmm. and she's put in so much work that as soon as she opened her mouth, people that were walking past on the street stopped and was like, "Holy crap!" And it really is quite an amazing thing to watch somebody who has put in that amount of work, the, the, the talent that you see, it's not talent, you know, like Conor McGregor, it's not talent, it's passion. You put in the work, everybody is talented, they just didn't follow through. You know, it's like the thousand hours, you know, 10 years or whatever you want to say. Mm -hmm. If yeah. you put in that work, you can be so special mm -hmm. and, and we're all capable of it. And it's the same as like if you're in a dark place, yeah from your childhood and you've been numbing yourself, yeah. you put in the work and you can get something out of it that it, it at the time when you're about four years in or maybe you're a couple of weeks in, you can't see it, mm -hmm. but it is there for everybody. And, and, and now that to me, it's like to be good at skateboarding, to be good at radio, to be good at comedy. It's it, to be good at uh, not being on drugs and alcohol, you know, like, I want that, you know, but I don't think I ever saw it like that. I was just like, yeah, I'm fine. You know, honestly, smoking weed is making it safer for for everybody else I'm around mm -hmm. and not realizing that that's me hiding. That's me. That's my excuse to stay numb. Totally, dude. So I think this clothing company is not a clothing company, really. It's more of a, that's, I mean, I'm, I was going to wear a t-shirt every now and then because I thought you just owned a piece of it and I want to support Tyler Posey. But when I talked to Brandon and know more and found out more about it and w the situation that I'm in and all the people that message me because I am one of those people that, you know, whether it's a good idea or not, I talk about it on, on my social media about my struggles. And I've been in the darkest place I've ever been in uh, last year and I'm coming out and I've never been happier and I've never felt more positive about what is to come. Mm -hmm. And it's because I've put in so much work. You know, I'm trying so hard to do the right thing and be a better person because I know that I'm a good person. I know I've got a lot of love in my heart, but I've been hiding and running and numbing myself and to the point where my track record looks like I'm an asshole. And, I, and, and, and I'm almost convinced of it. You know, like I, if you had asked me six months ago, I'd be like, I'm just a dick. You know, that's just the way it is for me. I never would have said that about you. Well, maybe you just saw the good sides. But... No, I saw the bad sides. Well, any, I'm just saying that I, I was so numb from it that I was convinced that maybe it's best if you just stay clear of people. Sure, dude, I've, I've had that. You know, because you're yeah. just going to, all you do is hurt people. I used to be that way too. Yeah. Right, so, but I don't I think that that's the case at all anymore. And I know a lot of people have reached out to me and I don't really have the answers. Right. But more and more lately from doing all this work, I do have a lot more advice to give you know like i'm not telling you how to live your life but i can tell you what i've been doing mm -hmm. exactly. and that's the other thing i think from the radio back in the day where i used to talk about my childhood and i'd be like look at me i'm a successful radio host you know i got a, a new york times best-selling book i can't even read and go to school if i could do it anybody could do it and there were a lot of young guys listening to me that were like yeah that is a real crappy uh upbringing and to make money out of having no education and all that stuff 
if he can do it, I could do it. Uh-huh. And I think when it comes to addiction, I know that there's things that you can do. Like I said, I don't, don't do it my way. Like it's only this way or the highway. Right. Just yeah. there's example. so many things, especially now because of the mental health that people talk about. That's why, that's why I talk about being bi. You, you talk about it en- enough or oh, stop talking about it. No, no, because yeah. maybe you think you're fine, but there's somebody out there that isn't and they're terrified <laughs> to be themselves. Mm-hmm. And I'll, if you have to, if you don't want to listen to my show anymore, so be it. I don't need the money anymore. I don't, I mean, money's cool. I just don't need it. Like I need to be healthy and happy. That's what's way more important to me. And I think that there's so much more that we know now in the Commonwealth, you don't have to be like some rich billionaire guy to get the best mental health or the best advice or the best therapy and all this, the best rehabs. There's a bunch of stuff now, just same with MMA, same with body fitness, stem cells. There's so many things now that are available to people that you can do to make you a better you. And I, and, and the go like this going on a thing with you and doing like all the things that you're going to do. Maybe you don't like it all and you don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. But if you do take them up on it, there's no way you're not going to be better. It's like when I say people go to therapy, it's like, man, I don't go to therapy. Like, I don't have the money. I'm like, if you have insurance, there's the better help that is not that expensive and you can do it on the phone. Maybe it doesn't help. It's definitely not going to make you worse. Right. So why not check it out? And don't check it out. It's like, I want to be a great singer. You don't check out being a great singer for two weeks. Mm-hmm. You check out being a great singer for 10 years all day you think about it all day with like passion yeah and if you do that there is no fail it takes it takes discipline for sure and that's and that's when you first get started it's daunting you're like oh god i don't want to do this but then the reward is just you you do i don't know there's something called a runner's high or something or like when you're running and you feel like you're going to pass out and then you keep going and it's like oh wait it's i'm fine it's you get over this little hurdle and it just becomes like a way of life. And then there's people who are like, who don't want to hear it, you know, but st- but need the help, but are kind of in that weird like lame phase where it's like getting help is lame, therapy's lame, whatever. I don't want to do that. That's I think we're really, I for for this company portal and for me my experience, I'm really trying to like bridge that gap of people who are like think it's lame. And people who actually want to do it, because like we're like Brandon said, we fart. Like we're we're not just like these like gurus who are in this transcendental like phase. We're just we, we're normal dudes who have this really funny sense of humor, and we've also been through some pretty gnarly experiences, and we're like covered in tattoos, and you know what I mean. Like we're just I feel like it's a it's a it's an interesting image that we have. Yep. But and we the, struggle. And we, yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. still struggle. Still, I still, still struggle. I talk smack on Wim Hof guy. Uh, I was like, I go in the cold plunge and I just cuss. That's how I get through three <laughs> minutes. And then uh, I did a Hawk versus Wolf the other day with this other pro skateboarder, young guy, who talked about this breath work that he does before he goes in the ocean every day. I was like, all right, I'll bite. I'm like, after the show, show me it. Like, I don't know if it was because he was a skater. Exactly, but, right? But I did what he told me to do in front of him. And I felt it straight away. Right. And then I used it in Florida the other day. I'm tired. I'm not sleeping because I go to bed late and I got to get up early and do stuff. And I'm like, man, I am flat right now. And I'm doing three comedy shows a day. And I did this breath work thing on the beach before I went out. Uh-huh. And it fully works. And do you think you were more susceptible to like, let me see what this is about because he was a skater? Because he was really good. At skating? Yeah. 
See, you know what I mean, though? There's, there's that, <laughs> there's that little... It takes. There's I'm like, that, if he's that good, man, he might know something. Right? Yeah. There's right. that connective tissue that's like, well, if they're if they're doing it, then maybe I could, too. Yeah, I always use the example of the, the Matrix, you know, where it's just like the Matrix doesn't look like an old lady that makes cookies. That's mm -hmm. just what Keanu Reeves needed oh. the Matrix to yeah. look like uh -huh. to actually listen to her. Uh -huh. Sometimes it's not so much about the... The message can be a one size fits all. You right. just need to get it from a fortune cookie, from a fortune exactly. teller, from a from, from a pro skater, right. from a Hallmark card. Uh -huh. Yeah, you know, and that's what's so special about Portal because if you like, you have Anthony. We talked talked about this a little, but if you have Anthony Robbins, it's one guy saying a message. This is what. I am, and this is what you need to do. It's just special about Portal. Nothing wrong with that. That's you amazing. mean Tony Robbins? Oh yeah, Anthony Robbins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That Robbins. one flew over my head. Does yeah. he? Yeah, me too. Does is that his real name, Anthony? He, every he, every Tony's an Anthony, I believe. Oh, yeah, duh. Yeah. That makes sense. Anthony Robbins, <laughs> like Robert De Niro being Bob. Are yeah, you personal friends with him? Pe people who 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 like who listen. Why do you to use him, Anthony? I'm Tony. not letting you go people with that. Who know him? Call him Anthony. Oh, you know okay. Yeah. No. Are you sure? <laughs> no, I'm not at all. See, I'm curious, who are the sorts of people that you're hearing from? Who are the people that you're reaching so far? I guess particularly what I'm interested in knowing is, you know, like the, the, the sorts of anxieties of the age change as we move through history. What are the sorts of problems that people are dealing with right now? What is the face of it now that maybe is different from what you might have seen as a professional five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years yeah. ago? Yeah. So the kids right now are struggling so bad, being stuck on screens, stuck yeah. in the room, terrified to go outside. Their, their common like thing I hear when I work with kids is like, you guys screwed it up. When I was a kid, I had my BB gun and my skateboard, and I surfed, and I was out in the morning, and I came back when the street lights came on. And yeah, it was like I was out in the world going for it. I was with my friends. We fought and cried and did all that stuff. Kids these days, right when you hear them, they're like, I have anxiety, depression. They like know all these terms of what's going on. I'm terrified to leave the house. So we get so much of that, so much anxiety. Um, suicidal and then you know older people that you know it's such a broad gamut but people who are older and just want to level up hey you guys I have money I have all these things but there's something when I look at you guys when I look at you in the eyes I don't have that spark in my eyes so we hear some of that too so we get the wide spectrum and that's what's awesome is we have so many different examples for these kids or adults to come and have an experience right so every you know it's all everybody we have something for everybody essentially and what we're hearing is anxiety depression suicide drug addiction no matter what you have to your bank account could be at max capacity yeah. and your friend group or you have the success there's still a lot of, i mean we had all of that we did it i and was then, like as soon as i get rich and famous i'll be happy yeah. and then i was well, rich and famous and uh it was worse scott than green ever. went and got my sandwich and he was like i'm here to pick up my sandwich for jason and he was like you mean the angry guy that comes in here looking yeah. all, and I was like, I'm not angry. Yeah. And I remember hearing his talk with the sandwich guy and I was like, wait, it's the guy that I don't know that makes a sandwich knows me as the angry guy. The angry guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, what's so crazy about that. It, it's a great point because I spent my entire life trying to manage my external reality in hopes that I'd be happy right. at some point. And that day never came. And like my big switch was when I realized that I needed to face my internal reality. And as soon as I started to face my internal reality, everything that I thought I was striving to do outside of myself just kind of fell into place. And, yeah. and that's a hard thing to like understand. Because the way I was raised, my dad was like, are you crying right now? 
Get out of this room. Yeah. Strap up your bootstraps. And if I was angry, my dad brought more anger right. on yeah. top. You know what I mean? So for me to like learn that it's all an internal place like when i start working and and the thing that really benefited me with that was getting with other people in those places yeah. you can do a lot of stuff by myself sure but when you get in a room with people and you go you know what like i felt like a burden to my dad when i was a kid yeah like you too. say some deep stuff like that to somebody in, in a container for three days or whatever like the and you say me too and we're connecting in that place right. something's happening in my body you know? I never saw my father cry. I, my stepmom told me that when they had to put Bobby down as a dog that he really liked, and I was already living over here, so I was well an adult, like 30s, late 30s, and she was like, yeah, he cried. And I remember going, really? Yeah. Because I never saw it. I, yeah. that's, how, that's how tough he was. <laughs> I heard one time he cried. That is, yes. that is the, that's the second manliest reason to cry. The sure. only it, the is what's the, the first that if they have to put down your horse, yeah, put down your horse, oh, yeah, yeah. like a cowboy, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I was I was watching the San Diego State basketball game with my dad uh, just a few months ago, the finals, and they, I don't know if you guys watch basketball, but this guy sunk this shot. San Diego sunk the shot. Two seconds left. My dad stands up, looks at me. And starts walking over to hug me with the tear in his eye. <laughs> I'm like, I've never. I'm like, he's never. He doesn't cry, like, but he cried for a game. Like, it took that dude to sink a basket for you to freaking <laughs> cry and give me a hug. I was like, what? You and know, some like, of that tear was for a bunch of other stuff that he held in. It, it totally was. That, yeah. and I loved it because I've done my work. That's the other thing. It's like I'm all resentful growing up or through my life. I'm resentful. This and that. Why can't this just go that way? Skechers is that way. No, <laughs> But whatever it I'm is. joking about sketches now. <laughs> no, no. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like that. And then I realize, you know, that it's like, it's all a trigger of some place inside of me where I didn't get seen. I work, on, I work through those things and all of a sudden, yeah. it's, it, you know this already, but it lightens it up for me, right? Yeah. It just makes it softer, more compassion. Let, let people live and let live, essentially. Yeah, I feel like uh, I have more compassion and it's easier for me to, uh, to show it recently because of how much i've gone through lately mm -hmm. like a lady was talking to me on the weekend about she she was like i don't know who you are and i was like yeah no, nobody does relax and she was like asking me questions and i was like oh radio show like sirius xm <gasps> wait a minute i think my husband loved you and i was like yeah maybe and she's like did you have like a boxing event i was like yeah she's like you are the guy he died five years ago from alcoholism or whatever. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. She's like, oh, no, it's fine. I'm, I'm completely past it. And then started talking and I started to see her eyes get glassy. Uh, yeah. So she's playing off that she's not. And I was like, look, it's really, you know, I mean, I'm really sorry. And, and then like she was also punishing me. Like she was talking and talking and talking and nobody else is around me. And I know me. I, I can't stand those people. And usually I'd be like, oh my God, like, can somebody, I'm looking, I'm usually looking around like, can somebody get me out of this? But instead, I remember looking around and I saw another girl that was there to help make sure I was doing this event. And she looked at me like, you're getting punished. And mm. I was, I was like, yeah, but I, it's, it's, yes, she's talking a lot. I, maybe she doesn't talk to a lot of people. And I want to help her, and mm. I and I like her. Mm. She's not punishing me in the slightest. Right. I really like her. I'm connecting with her because right. I know this pain, and I know what it's like to talk about pain 
in a way that it to tell people that it doesn't hurt right because you've been raised in this way where it's not and she's a she's a female but she was ready you could tell she was raised in a way where you don't suppress it you don't yeah you suppress it right. it's fine yes. it's fine i'm totally fine yeah. i'm like you're not uh -huh. you know what I mean? and it's okay to let it out like it's it's actually healthy yeah well think about the first time when you were a kid that you felt anger or sadness or fear like when you're young like you, you don't have to think of the exact but as a as a kid when i first felt it my dad said are you angry i'll give you something more angry right so the first message i tell myself is if i feel my anger fight it then then i'm going to be left he's just going to turn his back on me he's going to come harder if i cry come harder then they're going to withdraw their love it, from Tyler. me Ty Right, they're gonna withdraw their love from me. So all I learn as a kid, it means, oh, if I feel, if I bring my emotions, then I'm bad and people will leave or come by. So that program just gets set and we just suppress and we suppress. And then I keep using my dad as an example, but then I go, oh, well, if I'm this way, my dad will pay attention to me. So I'm pushing away all of my authenticity mm -hmm. over here for all my life, right? And this is not bad, this is the way it works. And then I smoke a joint when I'm 12 because I have all this stuff over here. And I'm trying to be this way to be seen by the world. And I smoke a joint and I'm like, oh, I don't have to feel any of that. Mm -hmm. Whoa, I want more of that stuff. So then yeah. I do that until I'm old. And then I create all this wreckage or all this crazy stuff. And then I stop and all that baggage comes up, right? Yeah. And all these ways to sift through and the pain of that. So it, like in, I keep saying, but in that place, connecting with other people and talking through those places to start to learn how to feel. That's what we do in sessions or workshops. It's like same, so that, that woman starts to cry, like, hold on a second. Are you having something happen? No, 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 I'm not fine. It's okay. Yeah. Like we're gonna hold space for that and that What's, comes through. Let me ask you this. What's the difference between um, our, our generation and the kids today? Like you're saying they're depressed, they're on their phones, they don't go outside. Is it, do they find it hard to express their emotions similar to us or is it a different way? Yeah, I think that they, they, they find it hard to, for sure, the, the world will not hold emotions, right? No one's, no one's going to hold it. But the kids these days, I mean, there's way more medications, so medications are suppressing, right? Yeah. And then we have parents. When a kid, like a lot of kids I work with, they live at home, they're past 18, their parents don't push them out of the house because parents are terrified. I don't want to be responsible. I don't want to push them into any kind of boundary. Like yeah. they just caught my, my as they get out of the house. You yeah. know what I mean? But so it's like, there's no boundary for them. They have no reason to challenge themselves. They have no reason to take risks or do anything. They're terrified. And then there's a victim mentality. The, I'm this way because the world is doing this to me. Why and do you, and you mentioned, I'm sorry, all the self-diagnosing that goes on as well. You know what I mean? If you yes. feel, yeah. if you feel uh, yeah, you're like, anxious, then you go and you yeah, go, why do yeah, I feel yeah. anxious? And they go, well, you probably have anxiety. And like, yeah, everybody feels anxious sometimes. Yeah. So you're not a professional. Totally. Mm -hmm. There's a difference. Yeah. And then they use that as a weapon. Right. Why do you oh. think parents um, raise their kids today in a way where they're so scared for them to go outside? Because Matt, because they're terrified of something bad happening. You have you have fentanyl on the rise. You have kids overdosing. You have kids committing suicide. So uh, I I know he'd be okay with it. Hump John had his son. When we were creating Portal, we got a call. He's he's smoking weed. He's depressed. And I'm sitting here going, maybe we should set some boundaries with him. So because like, I wanted to feel my dad in a loving way. Yeah. I just felt his hardness, right? Yeah. So he, so he's like, we're trying to set boundaries. We get a call. We're in the trailer at the at the portal place, and uh, his son's on the railroad tracks, wanting to, you know, 
off himself. You yeah. know? So it's like the terror of what do I do? If I send him away or send him to rehab or set a boundary, he's going to say, screw you and maybe kill himself. They call right. it loving them to death. That's yeah. what parents are doing today. They're loving their kids. But why do you think that is? Why are, are today's parents like that? Because they don't want to do their own work of feeling their own emotions. Right. They don't want to. So Because they were raised by parents right. that didn't that show did, emotion. Right. So when I had an emotion, it wow. wasn't that my dad was consciously going, I don't, I, like, you're wrong. My dad was like, ew. Yeah. I don't want to feel that. My dad never felt that. So like, that's the chain we're trying to break, right? Parents don't want to feel their terror. I have clients that are kids. As soon as they come in, I say, I need to meet. I, I, the wrong person's in here. Your mom needs to be in here. Mom comes in and then goes to a treat, like goes and takes care of herself because she's saying my, they're projecting their pain onto the kid and, yeah. the, and the things they didn't do in their life onto the kid. And so they don't want to feel something right yeah. so when you wrap it back to them they're like oh my gosh i'm terrified and they can see they're all the behaviors running out inside of the kid so wow. it's essentially it's terrifying for them. isn't there also i'll use the example of like kidnapping right like statistically the likelihood that a stranger is going to nab your kid off the street is like basically statistically non-existent but if you're a parent it's the most terrifying thing that you can imagine. People I think. talk about it a lot. What's the the Tim I Robbins, that. Sean Penn movie where t- oh, based yeah. on the book? That's my mental image of that. Yes. Is the two guys taking turns in the basement? I just like it's the most. I disgusting. think that about yeah. my daughter. It's I the most disgusting thought. thing that I can that I can think of. So it's very unlikely to happen, but. There's 7 billion people on the planet. It happens all the time, even though it's statistically unlikely to happen. So you can always find a fresh story and not to, it's not only the media, but the media paints as lurid a picture as possible because if it bleeds, it leads. This attracts people because it's so repellent. It's such a nightmare to contemplate. So as a parent, what you need to do is say, it's okay for you to go wander around town, even though I know I am taking the slight risk that that could happen because they undervalue the fact that they are also doing damage. You, you might, might, probably won't open your kid to something terrible if you make them free. You fail to account for the fact that you're also guaranteeing something not as bad, but pretty bad in its own right, is going to happen by you not letting them out from under the wing. 100%. We and, can't, that, we... and that manifests itself on drugs, Right. Abduction, a million things. Yeah, we love life. Yeah, it's weird to to piss it away with such potential. I was mad, you know, and I, and I think just coming back to what to what we were talking about about it feeling out of character. I think I was mad. I felt like I deserved it. I knew I I had this vivid memory of before I went went down the the path of like two years of just nonstop. I was like, I need I need to do this. Yeah, and I don't really know why, but like I was just I need maybe I needed it to to jumpstart me to here. Right. right to where I am now. I'm the best. I just, it's hard to know why when you're when you're using. It's hard to know anything. Yeah, yeah. Just no, keep, no. Keep I know we need to wrap this up before we go. I want to know how is married life treating you. Really cool, dude. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, so yeah. October. Um, yeah, man, it's really really cool. I know we're still in a honeymoon phase. We are. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, so he's got the ring Sweet. too. I love you. Um, but uh, yeah, man, it's really good. Thanks for asking. A question about your. Ceremony. I'm. I understand you served the rarest lobster in the world. That's what they said. <laughs> what makes this lobster so, so goddamn special? So Dukes, you know Dukes in Malibu, the yeah. Hawaiian restaurant. Uh-uh. Ronda Rousey was a hostess there, if I'm not mistaken. What? Yeah, pre-fame. There's cool. only like three restaurants in Malibu. Uh, what she has she done? She was the hostess at one of them. 
Yeah. It's good. You would like it. It's Hawaiian food. Right? Okay, yeah. It's kind of near Australia. Right? Anyway, why is, it in, why is it endangered? What do you mean it's kind of? Anyway. It's on, on the way. Shut up. <laughs> go ahead. And we were we were getting the menu. That's where we wanted to have the reception. It's on the water. It's beautiful. It's like kind of old school and not too hoity-toity. It just felt loose. Even though you got the rarest lobster you can get. It was on the menu. And so they gave us like the menu and they said, you can get lobster. And the lobster is from this one island... I forget where, but Duke's is the only restaurant that has access to the those fishermen or, or that lobster, and so we're like we're doing it, and it was it was good, it was pretty good. Was it noticeably better than all lobsters? I don't typically like lobster that much. Such I started a cool statement. I started freaking out about it because it's literally a cockroach, dude. Yeah, they yeah. of the sea they say it's super gnarly and nasty, yeah. and it's like yeah, I I had this weird realization where I was like, this is horrible. This is a giant bug that. Wait, we, while you, know, you were eating that one? No, no, no. This is. I was going to say, please enjoy that one. So I was like, uh, you know what? Maybe this isn't what I want to be doing. And then this was years ago. And then I was like, okay, maybe I'll start coming around. I'll have lobster every now and then, here and there, here and there. And it was okay, but this lobster was really good, really good. Probably the best lobster I've ever had. I hope so. Thanks for being on the show. What's the website if people want to check it out? <clears throat> Portal EXP. Portal EXP. Yeah, EXP.com. And I want to say one last thing. Um, you know, I know, you know, we were talking about not getting loaded. And Portal, you, you don't have to not get loaded to be part of it, too. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's good. We can't guarantee. You can come and be part of Portal and still get loaded, but we can't guarantee you'll want to keep getting loaded and right. be part of Portal. Yeah, we're not we're not we're not advertising sobriety. Yes, totally. We we just are <laughs> like that's, yeah. but we're not you know if you're we're not we're not a, a recovery program. Yes, we totally. are, yeah. we are healing. Yes, portalexp.com, and then we're on Instagram and all that stuff. Yeah, thanks for being on the show, guys. Love thanks you so much. Thanks for having us, love, love you guys. Love you. Thanks, totally. Have a good one, everybody. See you next week. Don't die. 